Today, I interview Crunchy Sesiotu, who's both a friend and the chief strategy officer at a financial services organization. As long as I've known Crunchy, he's always had a very high level of confidence. He exudes confidence, and he calls it walking strong, which is essentially embracing who you are and behaving as though you belong in any room that you find yourself in. So I think you'll enjoy this interview, and there's a lot to take away from some of the lessons and tips that he shares with us. So check it out. So welcome, Crunchy. And I'm just going to share a little bit about what it is that you do. So Crunchy is the chief strategy officer and sits on the executive leadership team of an asset management firm. He's responsible for the global distribution strategy, marketing, and the implementation of the business's strategic um, initiatives. So Crunchy has had a very long career in Canadian capital markets, which we're going to hear a little bit more about through this discussion. He lives in Toronto with his wife and daughter, and he's very engaged in community development initiatives, which, as um, he just mentioned, that's where we met, um, an organization called the Canadian Association of Urban Financial Professionals. It's rebranded a couple of times, but that's the current name. So it's interesting where um, the focus of this conversation is coming from and why I was so excited to have him as a guest. And it goes back to probably about 15 years ago when Crunchy was president of the organization. And each year, the president picks a theme for the year. And Crunchy's theme was walk strong. And what that really translates to, we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but it's really about having confidence, owning your own skin, um, holding your head up high and just feeling confident in whatever room you're sitting in. And it's so interesting because, again, it was just the theme for that particular year. But that's played out for me so many times since then when, you know, there are times when you have I, I felt the imposter syndrome and felt a bit intimidated by the folks I was around. And, you know, being able to have that little mantra in the back of my head, head saying, listen, just own it and just um, step up and act as though you belong in the room. And it, it's so important because we know in sports, they say so much of life, so much of sports is really that mental game. So once you get your mental game right, it's much easier for us to execute. So I want to thank you for introducing that whole concept of walk strong into my life. And um, I thought it would be interesting if you wanted to just kind of start by just sharing, because you have a very interesting um, and courageous career path, just talking about some of the things that you've done in um, financial markets in your career. Thanks, Dion, and a pleasure to be here. And, and first of all, congratulations to you. Um, this is a, an awesome forum. Um, I look, I look. You may not know this, but you're a mentor to me, um, and you've done. I followed your journey and all the risks that you've taken in entrepreneurial endeavors, and um, it's a pleasure to be here. So, so thanks for for having me. Um, my journey, uh, you know, I it's, it's over 25 years. I started on um, in the business. Um, asset management or finance in 1994. Um, didn't have a ton of um, um, my family. This comes from more of an academic uh, background. My father's a retired professor. So not uh, my mother worked for the Ministry of the Attorney General for Ontario. So didn't have a, uh, a lot of uh, finance or business contacts. So I had to sort of forge them on my own and, and plot my way through the business through, you know, fairly junior opportunities um, at, at asset management companies or mutual fund companies, and then networking my way into, <laughs> into, uh, into roles that, um, that I, I, I more highly coveted uh, with help. I had, had folks that, uh, that reached, out to, reached out to me, put, put their hand out and, and gave me an opportunity to interview at some of the more, um, um, more, more interesting organizations, like some of the Canadian banks and some of the larger uh, fun companies. Uh, so through my journey, I, I think I started to appreciate 
pretty early on, fairly early on that I, uh, I liked organizations that were smaller. Um, I preferred organizations where um, a little less politics, you had more, a bit more of an impact on the organization. Um, your, how you were measured was a little less subjective, uh, more objective. Um, I, Cause I came up through business development and sales and marketing to the extent that you bring in business, it's fairly black and white. Who brought the business in? Crunch about the business in. So you get paid um, or, or measured accordingly. So while, while I found some of the larger organizations really interesting because you, you, you gain a fairly broad cross-section of different business units and where they intersect with different clients and different parts of the business, um, I found that I did struggle a little bit um, and uh, to a certain extent in some of those larger organizations. So I, so I sought out smaller um, I left one of the banks. I joined a smaller organization to that ultimately got merged into a larger one. <laughs> so, so that was a short-lived experience. Um, and then um, in 2003, um, I, I, I was determined to to, uh, to 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 find that sort of boutique orientation. So, ended up co-founding a, a small fund management company uh, with some others. Uh, was five years and 2008 was a difficult period. So the end, the end of it didn't work, didn't work, but um, we wound the, the organization was lined up a few years later. Um, but it was a, an awesome uh, experience because I just, because it's a small firm, you did everything from business development, structuring uh, funds and prospectuses, engaging with investment banking and lawyers and back office solutions. And um, so just the breadth with which uh, you had to engage because it was a small organization. Um, when I moved on from that organization in 2009, I, I just felt very confident and armed. That was then that the fact that it didn't work, actually, contrary to the fact that it didn't work, I actually felt more empowered to seek out um, a boutique organization going forward. And that's where I ended up with the firm I am today. So I have a question for you because, and also I, I'm familiar with your career path as well. So it sounds like, uh, oh, sorry, not sounds like, I know this for a fact, that we talk about, you know, learning from failure. Failure is kind of like a stepping stone. But for many of us, failure can be very crushing, right? And also, so, but I do find that you have a built-in resilience. And maybe it has something to do with that whole inner confidence that you have about yourself. But you talked about the fact that, you know, you had a firm, things didn't quite work out, but you were still ready to jump into the next. So, like, what are kind of some of the ways like that you're able to kind of shake off some of that stuff, just chalk it up to a learning experience and then jump into the next experience? It's a great question. And, and I, I'd imagine um, at the time, I didn't really think about it in those terms. I think it's more of a reflection <laughs> that I've gone back and said, well, what, why did I make the decision or what gave me the confidence to make the decision? And as I reflect back, I think I, I'm, I'm, I've always been a, a, a ferocious student of this, of this business. I, I study it, uh, not just, I think sometimes folks, they get into a certain segment of the industry, but then they, they have blind spots to the other the other areas. I've always studied and had an appreciation for various parts of the industry. So whether I worked in the mutual fund space, I was I paid a lot of attention to the private market space, other alternative asset space, the capital market space, the interconnection between capital markets and asset management. So I've always had sort of a, a lens, um, at least try to have a, a broad lens across the industry. So when I decided to make changes or pivot from one area to another, it was well-informed. And so I established a thesis. So I, I, I've always had this view and a thesis for the business and I, and I kind of retest it. 
So the confidence came from having a strong and informed thesis for where the industry was going. Not for where industry is or where it's been in terms of where it's going. Um, and that's what sort of sort of uh, kind of kind of allowed me to make those make those make those changes. I absolutely consult with people who I respect in the business and, and I'll continue I continue to do that. I continue to you know, always um, uh, have coffees and lunches with folks who have are in different parts of the industry to make sure that I'm, I continue to be well informed. But I think one of the key things that you just said is the fact that you see yourself, I'm just, I'm paraphrasing what you said. You see yourself as a student of the business. So it's not yeah. like, okay, I've been here and I've done X number of years. I'm an expert on this. Because as you know, markets, things change all the time, right? So I think if you think of yourself as a student and you see yourself as always learning, then naturally you're going to make mistakes. So those are just like learning experiences. So I, I think that that's probably a critical factor in terms of being able to allow ourselves to be like, okay, now we learned something and now let's take that learning and let's move on to the next experience sort of thing. So, yeah, no, so I think it's very strong. And in terms of, cause you did say earlier that you mentor a lot of um, younger folks in the industry as well. So um, what are, what advice do you give to them in terms of, um, in terms of their ability to demonstrate confidence and to feel um, worthy in terms of whatever room that they're in, in terms of walking strong, like what sorts of, uh, is there any advice that you give them typically? Walk strong. And, and I, as I reflect back and walk strong and, and had the audacity to, to come up with that, that, uh, that phrase so many years ago. But I think, I think what, what I, what I, what you come to realize and, and actually, you know what, a great analogy is golf. So I'm not a great golfer. Right. And, and I was terrified of golf. I, I, I got into golf uh, late in life. Um, I'm still not a great golfer. I don't golf a lot. But what relaxed me when I started to realize that most people aren't great golfers either, right? So, you know, most folks are still learning. They're still taking lessons. I know I have a friend that, that he's been golfing for his entire life. He takes lessons to this day. He's still improving. He's still refining his craft. And I find that, that uh, in business, when you get into a room with other folks, they're still learning. They don't have, they don't know everything. They also consult other folks. They have mentors, they have coaches, they ask questions. Uh, so once you start to overcome this fear that you're, you're not the smartest person in the room, first of all, you, you actually may be. And even, even if you're not, that's actually not just a bad thing either. You're learning from others. So, so, you know, walk strong became for me, a, represent, a reflection of the fact that I belong in the room just as much as anybody else does. Um, and their journeys, the way they got into that room may be different from mine, but their journey was one where they had to learn um, um, or had someone reach out to them to help. Um, and often they don't have all the answers either. Um, and so that once I kind of <laughs> kind of stepped, kind of freed myself from that sort of that that maybe the word is anxiety, maybe it's a strong word. Um, I sort of walked and and, and understand uh, every situation. I was... Did I freeze? You froze for a second. We can always okay. so we could go. Okay. With it. okay. So uh, cool. So, but what I, I guess I heard the two things. So, like we mentioned before, you talked about the seeing yourself as a learner, a lifelong learner. But also, you talked about also reaching out and and you you said that you you seek advice from different people. So in what you were just saying, that's also where you hear those things, because when you start seeking advice from other people, one-on-one, they tell you their story about when they felt insecure, when they whatever. And it's like, okay, that also reinforces, yeah, we're all in this together. We're all learning. People may not be where you are right now, but they were there one time. And um, anyways, so yeah, so it's about having the courage to 
you know, be that learner and reach out to people and learn from other people. So that's cool. And then I know that what you do is also because you're very involved in the community um, in terms of also trying to find opportunities for others. So I know that, you know, that you, you started a, a scholarship in terms of helping um, young girls to be able to, um, to attend school, um, get a better edu- education in terms of, again, back to that, uh, um, providing access to folks and making them also have those opportunities. And I know with the Black Opportunity Fund as well, it's similarly focused in terms of making sure that some folks who don't normally get access to capital and so forth have that opportunity as well. So that seems to be kind of like a focus that you have right now in terms of now making sure that you are paying it forward and making sure that other people have um, that access as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I There's a phrase that's been, that's particularly in this, this current climate, um, uh, that's been that's been used for frequently is that we're not necessarily seeking the quality of outcomes. We're seeking a quality of opportunities. Um, and in many situations, particularly in our community, um, there's there's a, just a disadvantage in terms of the opportunity. Um, and if we can start, absolutely, there's a number of organizations um, that are there to solve for that. Um, and I'm also one that you have to sort of speak. Um, one thing one thing to 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 walk the walk. You got you got to you got to walk the talk, right? So you actually have to do. Um, and and you yourself act in a way that uh, that uh, that supports supports your community. So my wife and I. So yeah, so I'll back up in a moment. Yeah, um, you know, community urban financial professionals. Uh, my my mentor, disadvantaged communities, particularly black and brown communities. I'm a founding supporter of the Black Opportunity Fund, which is really seeks to sort of uh, address deficiencies in capital. Um, and the and the black community across Canada as it relates to education, entrepreneurship, social justice, healthcare, um, and I'm very proud to be a part of that organization. And then uh, my daughter's school is a private school, um, and there's a the, the, there's a lack of diversity in her school, um, and and they're uh, they're looking to, to address um, how they increase the, the the diverse population of of the school. So. I said, well, I'm going to step up myself in fellowship um, and that, uh, that takes care of at least of one uh, girl that identifies as Black from grade 9 to 12 at the school. Uh, and the scholarship is called the CTO2 and Narona Walk Strong Scholarship. So there we are, the Walk Strong has come full circle mm-hmm. uh, from many years ago. And, and, and the idea there was that, why do we call it Walk Strong? Because the girls... The only difference between this girl that will start um, in the 2022-23 school year between her and all the other girls is that she, that she didn't have the financial means to attend the school. She has to meet the academic curriculum requirements, the, the, um, uh, the criteria for not, not being the financial means to attend. Beyond that, she belongs. And in fact, There'll be a day where she appreciates uh, what's been done for her, and she'll pay for it also. So that's uh, that was sort of the genesis of the scholarship. I'm very, very proud, my wife and I, to to be able to to establish that. Yeah, that 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 is really great because, and I love the whole um, concept that you were sharing about the equality of opportunity and making sure we're trying to make the the playing field a lot more level, and then people are free to now, you know, um, have those opportunities that were once that would not be available to them otherwise. 
So, well, thank you. Just in a closing um, context, I just wanted to ask about, because I know that you also, you do have a young daughter. And from us speaking, I know that the whole walk strong is not something that just popped up. It's actually kind of like how you lived your life. Like you, from the time you were young, you just always were raised to feel that you you belonged in any room that you were in, whether it was a classroom, a, a, a boardroom or what have you. So just wondering, like as a parent, what sorts of messages do you share with your daughter? Um, and, and could some of the listeners share with their children in terms of kind of reinforcing that confidence of um, having confidence in ourselves? That's a great question. I've, I've also reflected on that. Um, as you can imagine, I, I turned 50 this year. So I, uh, there's a, a lot of reflection in terms of my life and, and, and family and, and different relationships over the years. Um, um, and, and you're right. With the, how, what I passed on to my daughter uh, is really a, a function of what was passed on to me from my parents, right? So parents uh, immigrated to Canada, um, originally from Ghana, to the U.S. and then and then made their way to Toronto in the late '60s, um, very early '70s. I was born in Toronto, and listen, there was never um, there was never the notion of not of, of not doing your best. There was never the notion of you couldn't be anything you wanted to be. It was always you work hard, you get good grades, uh, uh, and 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 the rest will take care of itself. So there was it was always whether no matter the environment I was in. Um, whether it was in school or early in, uh, in certain in schools, elementary school, high school, university, and in my career journey, there was never this idea where I couldn't be the best, um, and and that was sort of uh, instilled and in, uh, in, in our DNA and from myself and my siblings. So my daughter, um, yeah, she's sort of inherited that gene. I think she's very almost too confident, um, but uh, I, I take confidence over the. Or the opposite, um, and yeah, I think she's we're we're trying to instill in her um, um, uh, this idea that uh, you know what she she can she can do whatever she wants to do. There's no limits, um, whether it's something in the academic space, something in the art space, something in the in the sports arena. Um, that that she has an ability to to succeed, and and her only, the only barriers are the ones that she puts in front of herself. So we're we're um, we're, we're, we're very proud of what she's begun. She's only nine years old, but she's uh, become a young woman and, but she's coming to her own and, 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 uh, and, and establishing herself in, um, in the space. Nice. And I'm sure she also um, is learning from um, the commitment that you both have to the community as well. So also like building up our own confidence and also making opportunities for others. So I think that there's so much um, there to, to learn. So thank you so much for taking the time to join me this morning. I think that this uh, conversation is gonna be really helpful to a lot of people because it's very common for people to have the imposter syndrome and, and things like that. And really to be able to talk about that whole concept of really you know, walking strong and feeling, um, feeling yourself and having confidence um, in any room that you're in, I think is so critical. So thank you very much. Um, and I look forward to continuing to be friends and staying in touch. Yeah, and this is uh, a lot of fun. Um... One final thing I should mention as well before we sign off, um, in the spirit of Walk Strong, because um, my wife, my my daughter, as as witnesses in her own home, uh, my wife started her own business, uh, a natural skincare line, which actually combines um, um, elements of both their heritage, so uh, Indian and West African culture, 
Um, so my daughter actually gets, gets to see that come to life. Um, this is really exciting. So thank you for, uh, thank you for having me. Um, um, and uh, I look forward to seeing your journey um, prosper going forward from here. Have a thank great holiday. You. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed that interview, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, My Lemonade Stand. You can also stream it off of your favorite podcast streaming platform. Looking forward to seeing you next time.